there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one delightful page of Talmud every day. We have been off for several days, as you may have noticed, and then back on. We're trying to catch up. And today, on Ketubot, pages 100, 101, and 102, we come across this little thing that, like so often in the Talmud, makes us stop right in our tracks and think about much bigger issues. Have a listen. Rav Dimi would teach the incident in this way, as described above. Rav Safra would teach it in this slightly altered way. There was an incident, and Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi wished to act in accordance with the statement of the rabbis of the Mishnah. Perata, son of Rabbi El-Azhar ben Perata, grandson of Rabbi Perata the Great, said before him, if that is the case, what advantage is there to the power of the court over an ordinary person? Consequently, Rabbi Yudanasi did not take action according to the statement of the rabbis. Now, I am a very simple man, but when I read a statement like, Parada, son of Rabbi Elazar ben Parada, grandson of Rabbi Parada the Great. That is way too many Paradas on the page. And I just started thinking just about this idea of names and traditions. The Talmud has so many so-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so. And here to help us clarify this issue of lineages, this issue of familial lore and tradition and naming is the one and only my friend and teacher, and yours, and all of ours. Rabbi David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy. And, you know, this is such an interesting passage because we spend so much time on Take One talking about the laws and the messages of the Talmud. You know what gets overlooked almost constantly? The names within the Talmud. And there's some amazing ideas that emerge not from the statements of the Talmud, but who is preserving the statements of the Talmud. Like, I, I could mention a whole bunch of things right now. Like, you'll notice what's very interesting is that in the entire Talmud, there are no rabbis of the Mishnah or the Talmud named Moshe. Look at that! The great rabbi who our tradition derives from, who brought the Torah from Sinai, no one's named Moshe. But you do find a lot of other interesting names. And over here, we find a basis for one of the oldest and most important customs that exists within Judaism. You know, there are a lot of questions rabbis get, but I think one of my earliest questions, and one of the most beautiful questions that people don't always do, but I think it's a beautiful idea, is talking over and thinking about what should we name our children? And there are a lot of very old customs about naming children. And over here is one of the oldest customs, where we have Rebbe Parta, the child of Rebbe Elazar, the child of another Rebbe Parta, who was the grandfather of the great Rebbe Parta, where we see for the first time in the Talmud a grandchild being named after their grandfather. And there is an absolutely beautiful idea that is said by the Torah Tamima, Rabbi Baruch Halevi Epstein, who writes in his commentary in the 32nd chapter of Genesis, where he writes that the Jewish people have struggled through so much exile and so much wandering, so much gets lost within our tradition. So many of the stories and the personal histories get lost in our tradition. Not every story of every Bubby and every Zadie and every grandparent merits the canonization that we see in the Talmud or in the books of scripture. The way that we canonize the stories of the individual lives of Jews is through naming children after their grandparents. 
And he emphasizes the importance of not just preserving the lives of the individuals who preceded us, but knowing their stories and knowing where they came from. It's so interesting, when I had my first child, my son, we named him Zev Moshe, which is named after my two grandparents. My father's father was Zev, and my mother's father was Moshe. And that was the same as me, that I am named after my two grandparents, one being David Bashevkin, that is my grandfather's father, and El Yakum, which is my Bubby's father. And I wanted the same thing for our, our child, and he's named after my two grandparents, the same way I'm named after my father's two grandparents. But the most important thing for me is educating my children who they are named after. Not just knowing their name, but knowing the stories of their names and where they derive from. Knowing that my son Zev Moshe is named after Zev, my father's father, who was, you know, a business person who really struggled with Jewish tradition for most of his life and only became really immersed in observance in Jewish ritual after he retired. Uh, Shabbos was something that he only connected with much later on in his life. And somebody who, after my bubby passed away, reinvented his entire life and entire personality. He got remarried in his 80s to a woman who's still alive, Millie Shapiro, from Baltimore. He got married when he was 80 years old. They had 14 years of marriage together. It was incredible. And I also educated him about the name Moshe. He was named after my mother's father, who was a rabbi out of town in Portland, Maine, who really lived that small-town communal Judaism and shepherded a community in Portland and then Poughkeepsie was a student, the first graduating class of Yeshiva's Chafetz Chaim, a student of the nephew of the saintly Chafetz Chaim. And I think what we hear from this is that this idea of naming children after grandparents is that not just having beautiful names, but preserving the beautiful individual stories, allowing the individual lives that have preserved Jewish history, while they may not be canonized in the Talmud or in the scriptures, we can canonize these lives in the continuing legacy of our children, our grandchildren, and generations to come. What a gorgeous teaching. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic, and we will see you again soon.